Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Ali Casaza is the queen of decluttering. Her podcast is by far one of my favorites. I am a loyal listener, and I honestly feel so honored that she was willing to sit down and talk with me. She is passionate about teaching families how to get their lives back on track because more space equals more time and more joy. Allie is the host of the popular podcast, The Purpose Show, and she also offers really incredible resources that are designed for overwhelmed women who want abundant life and are ready to commit to creating positive change once and for all. She says it like it is. And today, Allie is sharing basic steps toward minimizing the clutter in your home, what to do with too many toys as the holidays approach, and how decluttering impacts your faith and your joy. Let's dive in. We were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and crazy, but when we do life together, it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I also love sharing all the secrets about things that have worked for me so that they can help you. On Living Easy, I really like to dig deep. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insight and practical tips about things like time management, building a brand, traveling, strengthening your faith in your marriage, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, Allie, how has your day been? It's been tiring. It hasn't, yeah. it hasn't been bad, but it just hasn't been great. Like I'm just yeah. just being honest. Yeah, I'm well, like, thank you for that. Yeah. It's just one of those weeks where it's like, oh, man, like I'm all for boundaries and I love talking about that stuff. But sometimes people just say things that you can't control. It just kind of sucks your energy mm-hmm. dry. And I'm having one of those like other people's emotional baggage bringing me down kind of yes. weakness. But I saw this on my calendar today, and I truly – not just saying this because it's you and we're on your <laughs> podcast, but I saw this and I just – like I know who you are and I, I know you from the Milk and Honey podcast and just knew that this was going to be good. So kind of mm-hmm. like had an easier morning and just made space for this today. So this is like uplifting and good. That is really encouraging to me. You are – and for our listeners, you guys, Allie has been a massive encouragement to me, not only in the podcasting world, but just in mama business life world and in impacting my marriage. So I'm super excited for this conversation. So that's really encouraging. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. So on your podcast and the resources you share, you talk so much about a clutter-free lifestyle. You have podcasts about it. You have courses about it. Can you explain why there is a correlation between less clutter and more time for the priorities that matter the most? Yes. So the biggest, kind of like the foundation of that whole idea, and this all came from me figuring this out in my life almost eight years ago, but Mm. now studies are starting to back that up and it's really cool to see. But the foundation is that What takes up your physical space just automatically, without you meaning it to, takes up your time as well. So I always say that we buy things with our dollars and then again with our minutes. But when you buy something with your dollars, you only buy it one time. And then Mm -hmm. when you buy it with your minutes, it's kind of a repeating fee 
over and over again as long as that thing is in your house and yeah. having to be moved around and, you know, maintained or cleaned or whatever the item is. Um, and just by existence, every single thing takes up our time if it takes up our space, even right. like your coffee mugs or the plant that's on my desk right now. It's happy and I love it, but it is taking up my time even if it's a couple seconds of lifting it to dust my desk or whatever it yeah. is. And so when you really realize that and you look around at you know whatever room you're in listening to this right now or your car or whatever, and you really accept every post-it, every pencil, every kid's sock, every toy, everything is taking up your time. It's kind of this light bulb moment that you're not bad at maintaining life. Like you're not crazy. You're not a failure. You're overwhelmed and it's understandable. And for me, that was incredibly freeing and a really big epiphany, really. Yeah. And I just I realized that I thought that was true and I decided to try it. And then I just kept seeing that over and over again as I got rid of stuff. So the correlation between things and time is very real. And I don't think it's something that people see on the surface. Even when I say it, I get the feeling that people aren't really understanding it. They're like, wow, light bulb moment in the chat mm. box or whatever, but they don't fully understand until they go and do it and see it. Then they'll message me like, I heard what you said and it was just kind of like, that's cool. Maybe I'll try it. But now like I only have one set of dishes instead of four and I think I'm saving like two hours a week on dishes that I'm washing. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the reality is that there's a direct tie. Yeah, that's so awesome. We recently moved out of our house and renovated a new home. And as I was cleaning out my son's closet, I was listening to one of your episodes on decluttering. And we got rid of so much stuff. I cannot even tell you. He had huge, like, I think we had three massive toy boxes full of toys. His closet books were like falling all over the floor because he would go to pick some. And then you realize, and I think this has been a huge realization for me as well, is that there's so much stuff that isn't even touched because there's too much to choose from. And then when we start clearing out and getting it all set, I mean, we took your advice and we just started bagging tons of things. We gave a lot away to his friends, which he was really, my son was really excited about. But Mm -hmm. then he started actually playing with the stuff that he wanted. And I have found now that we've moved, I have so much more time and he has so much more time when it comes to cleaning his room because we're cleaning so much less. Yes, totally. And that's what I love about it too is that it's really easy for your kids to understand. Some kids, you know, everyone's different. Some kids really struggle to get on board. And a lot of the time it can kind of feel like a punishment for no reason if you don't go about it the right way. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, we're going to – just as ridiculous and we're just going to have to get rid of all this stuff because you're spoiled and you're not going (laughs) to find all this stuff. And, you know, you can be out of frustration. But when you really explain it and they get it, it's really cool because you never have to teach it again. Like Mm. my kids were just kind of brought up in this lifestyle of like it's normal. We do things seasonally. So whenever we're like, hey, it's fall now. Like it just turned fall. The first day of fall was a couple days ago. So it's like a trigger that we're going to go through our toys and we're going to go through our clothes together one of these next few weekends. And the kids are just used to that. And they'll even kind of take the initiative on it themselves. Get excited. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say for people, whether they have kids or don't have kids, if they're in a college dorm room or in a home, what are three basic tips that you could give someone who wants to start? Because as you mentioned, like a plant on your desk or things like everything takes up space. So what are the beginning points when people feel overwhelmed at this task? 
I think first getting – it sounds kind of cliche, but really you need to have a strong foundation to stand on because this is going to be hard and it does feel extra. And you'll forget that you listen to that one podcast with that one girl that talked about clutter <laughs> and the inspiration kind of fades. And so you need to understand – like I would encourage you – I mean you can go to my website and find some, but even just Google the studies that show the effects of physical clutter, um, in particular on women. There are some studies that show that men are – affected or less affected, but women in particular, we really are energetic beings and we take in where what is in our surroundings and what's going on with the people around us and the things around us in our space. So mm. when you walk into your house or your dorm or your apartment and you just feel like there's a running list of tasks because it's just a mess and there's stuff everywhere, or even if it looks clean, but you know that if you open your closet, it's embarrassing, yeah. that has an effect on you. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I see a lot is clothes that don't fit you anymore because you gained weight or you had a baby and those clothes are sitting in the back of your closet reminding you that you're not how you want to be and just letting go of those things mm-hmm. and realizing That's a great point. yeah the letting go of clutter and letting go of the past is really what you're doing and it's very powerful so i think the first step is to have a strong why um if you're a mom and you feel like you're not the mom you really wanted to be or you feel like you're stretched really thin and you're kind of in the cycle of of shooing your kids away so that you can like you know catch up on housework um that is a big why that will almost completely go away if you just have no clutter hand to god that's the truth yeah (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) and you know find your wife for whatever situation is and then a second thing that i would say is start where you need to start so I don't want to get too overcomplicated, but there's two ways that a person can and should start when it comes to decluttering. The first one is if you're the kind of person that really needs to see like the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak, like I just need to see an immediate transformation right now or I won't keep going with this. And I don't mind Mm. if it takes a lot of work and time, like I just need to see an immediate change. That's me. So. Start with something that is the biggest like thorn in your side right now. Um, Maybe that's the kids' toys. Maybe it's your kitchen. Maybe it's just you have so much laundry all the time. Like how is there so much laundry? Do your wardrobe. Um, But start start there and just get it done and you'll immediately notice a a big weight lifted in terms of like how much time you're spending on that area, which is Hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's really good. The other way you could start is start somewhere very like mindless and easy. Maybe you feel really overwhelmed or perfectionism and procrastination kind of bogs you down with starting something that you know you need to do. The place that I tell these people to start is the bathroom because there's not usually like sentimental items or anything that's going to bring up a ton of emotion. It's like easy mm-hmm. yes or no, old eyeshadows and hair tools yeah. that work anymore. Things like that. It's just like there's not really even going to need to be a donation pile there. Right. It's mostly just trash or keep. And that's just very easy and can kind of build a little bit of momentum that you really need to keep going because there there are going to be hard parts of this. Yeah. I love how you address different personality types because I think that can impact so much of how we approach things because I am definitely the type of person who, one, I hoard sentimental items and my husband is always randomly, secretly taking things out to the garage (laughs) and hoping I don't notice. And then I also have moments where I don't even know where to begin and feel overwhelmed, but I like to see a lot done 
quickly. And I think probably that's why the toys was so gratifying to me. But yeah, yeah that's really helpful too. Yeah. And there's this woman in my community. Um, she's a licensed I – I hope I'm saying it right. I really should know how to say this. But she's like a licensed <laughs> con, con Mari, uh, Marie Kondo's oh. Marie Kondo's mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like licensed and she's teaching that. And she said the other day in the group, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to screenshot the heck out of that. But she (laughs) was like, this is better because it goes off of like the relativity of who you are as a person and it gives you more to stand on. And it has that, Mm. it's having a higher success rate because it just depends on you. It depends on the space in your house and how much time you have available. And anyone who's teaching the, the art of less, oh my gosh, like more power to you. We need this Mm. message. But not everybody really understands what sparks joy and what doesn't. Or even like for me and my personality, like I really don't give a crap. I just want to see a difference because I'm tired of the cycle (laughs) of chaos. Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm the same way. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I mean, I think it's beautiful and it's all, and it helps me as I get, go through things when I say, do I love this? Like, do I love this? But then there's also moments where I'm like, yeah, I love it, but I haven't touched it in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So I need to just release this baggage because it's a lot. Yeah. And I think it's just about finding what works for you. And for the people that they're just like, I see the merit in it, but man, it's just not working for me. Maybe you just need a little bit more practicality. Maybe you need something else Mm -hmm. to be your foundation. Like maybe you need a couple different prompts that you can give yourself when you're making a decision about an item. As long as you're not making up excuses for why you haven't decluttered and why you're still living in a hoarder's nest, then like we're good. doesn't matter what the method is. Yeah. That's so great. So as I know we're getting closer, it's fall and it's weather's getting colder, thank goodness. But as we are approaching the holidays, and I know you have a course on this as well, I believe, but I can feel so overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that we get. And we have multiple families. I come from a divorced home. And so we go family to family to family and then my in-laws. And we get overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that we have to get other people and then come home to so much stuff that we don't need. And I feel like although we have asked, people don't always abide by are no toy rule because they feel guilty for the kids. They feel like they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the best way to maintain a clutter-free or clutter-less home during the holidays? Yeah, this is like such an open-ended – I could talk for hours. I know. This. That's why <laughs> there's a question. But a few things that I think can, can really help is one option is literally make a registry. Like it's not rude. It's not forthcoming. People want to know. People don't want to waste their money on things that your kids aren't even going to want. Yet there are exceptions. There's always like that one grandma that just like buys stuff for the heck of it, even (laughs) if it's not Christmas and she's just overdoing it or buying their love. And you know, there's, that's a different issue. But if you make like an Amazon registry, what do people do when your kid has a birthday or Christmas is coming? They ask, what is Bella into? Like, what would Hudson like? And tell Mm. them, tell them, actually, Brian and I made a list for ourselves, but we're happy to share it with you. And then that way, if you get something on the list, we won't get it. And you'll, you'll win the day if you get him, you know, this art set or whatever it is, like tell them if you don't make a registry, just have a couple of things in your back Mm. pocket that you you and your husband are not going to get for the kids and communicate. Like there's so much confusion because of miscommunication when people ask. So what the other day, my son's birthday is coming up. He was born on Halloween and it oh, wow. end of September. So 
he's my youngest. And so everyone's like, what is Emmett into lately? Like, what does he want? And I tell them, I said, you know, he's really, really into ninjas, like ninja everything. If you got him a new ninja costume that had all the bells and whistles, like you would just win he would the love day. It. So like yeah. pump people up and tell them like, this is, this is the thing he really wants. You would like win the birthday party if you got him this. Like, don't just be like, I don't know, I guess like consumable things because we're minimalists. Like it's so boring and nobody <laughs> wants to do that. I think – I feel like minimalism gets this reputation like it's the act of not having anything that you don't need to continue surviving. And then now everyone that's like in the minimalist industry is kind of like backtracking a bit and being like, well, also like it's just whatever makes you happy and whatever like you love to like they just keep backtracking because people are realizing that it's joyless and it sucks and nobody really wants to live like that, least of all our kids. So for us, like we have stuff, we have technology, we have iPads, like our kids have toys. It's just about the amount and the intent. So Mm. I tell them like we're gonna get toys we're gonna have costumes but I would love if you would ask me because I know I know them and I can tell you the secret thing they've been really wanting that would make you like the favorite grandparent or whatever and I'm honest about that and I get them excited about it and then we get the gifts but they're things that like my kids really wanted and they'll actually play with so it goes a lot further and it's a lot better for our family and for the person spending their money too yeah, that I never would have thought of a registry. That is, it's brilliant. I like how you worded it that we made this for ourselves, but if you want to check it out, because yeah, then it seems less lie. offensive. I mean, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. be like, oh, here, like you don't know my kids, like you don't know your grandkids, you need help. It's yeah. more like, this is our list. And then you know what? I even did last year, I made the list and then we really did get the kids a couple of things we knew we were going to get them off of Amazon so that it faded them out on the registry. And it was just more honest. Like it was really like, oh, we've been keeping track of this. Like we're pretty much done. Everything on the list is up for grabs. And I specifically know that this art set is what she really wants or, you know, whatever it is. Hmm. Um, The other thing is money. If somebody asks, you can make an awkward joke. That's what I do. And it depends on the relative and the relationship. But I'll just make an awkward joke like, you know what? She's almost 11. She really just wants cash. She really just wants the control to buy something when she wants it. Like you would just, again, you would just like totally win the holidays if you got her. It just gave her like a card with 20 bucks or five bucks, whatever it is. And it's depending on who it is. I won't say that to everybody. Um, Another thing is the old traditional minimum response is an experience gift. But Mm -hmm. as my kids get older, I'm really coming away from the opinion that that's annoying and nobody really wants that. My older kids do. Our Legoland passes expired a while ago. We live um, by Carlsbad where Legoland is. Oh, and cool. So they expired and we're just like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. But my parents were thinking about re-upping them for us. And like the kids would just freak out. They'd be so happy and it would take a burden off of us. We wouldn't have to pay for that. So my kids are older and that works. The older my kids get, the more I feel like experience gifts are really coming into play. Mm-hmm. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. So like if she was at a <laughs> concert, like you know, the older yes. we get, the more that comes into play. So I really think experience experience gifts are more for older kids. Little kids, it's kind of like they're not going to remember that Grandma Gigi bought them these tickets, you know, in two months when they go to the thing. Like no one really cares until they're like, you know, eight, nine, ten and on. 
I think, yeah. And I think when they're really little, it's kind of like the in-between is the awkward part, Mm -hmm. but also when they're really little, it's like, they're not going to remember, I mean, little, little, like one, two, they're not going to remember opening these gifts. I come from a small town where like the coolest thing to, it's not small town, it's a city, but Mm -hmm. it feels small town. But where the coolest thing to do is like go to the zoo. And so we ask, my boys are one and a half and four. So for the one and a half year old, I'll ask for zoo passes or our science museum passes, like little things that benefit me and financially help our family Mm -hmm. instead of getting them those little things. But I agree, my four-year-old right now would be like, what is this supposed to be? So I think it's that weird in between. But I like that that it's older. And I think concerts are actually a really great idea. Yeah, because then it's like it's building the relationship with the person. If they want to take your child and the tickets are for them and her or them and him, like then that's that's cool. Or it builds the relationship for you. Like if we were given tickets, I would go with Bella to see Taylor Swift and I would love it. She would love it. It's our our thing together. And it's like a relationship builder. And how much – further are those dollars that that person spent going? Like how much more gratitude would they see in you guys as a family that they gifted you that? I mean, Mm -hmm. just imagine like sending pictures of your daughter who's about to go into her teen years at a concert with her mom, like having a great time and that person knowing that they did that. It just goes so much further. And I feel like if we just communicate better to the people who love us and are trying to give us a nice thing rather than feeling awkward and saying, oh, you don't have to get anything or oh, just whatever. I don't know. She's like kind of yeah. like color. Have a plan. Like have gifts in your holster so you can pull it out and be like, actually, this. Here's a picture of it. I took a screenshot. She just was circling this in this magazine that came to the house the other day. She would freak out. Just communicate. And that's the best advice that I have on that is talk louder about what your kids want. People are asking because they want to know. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. You talk a lot about abundant life on your podcast. And I love that so much. And just living with joy and that we are not excluded from that, especially as moms. And so I just want to ask, like, God – as we know, offers us abundant life through a relationship with him. How can living a life, because a life of simplicity and minimalism, I believe it just offers us so much more freedom. It's like this weight off of our shoulders, this freedom, but how can living a life of simplicity also help us to appreciate God's goodness even more? Because you have space for it. Like I'm I have four kids and when they were really little, even now, but especially when they were really little, I did not have the mental space to even remember. Mm. Everyone jokes about it and it doesn't need to be that way, but it was for me. Like I literally would be like, wait, did I shower this week? Like, yeah, like let alone, you know, having quiet time for prayer. And like when my kids were really little, that was when I really learned the art of having a relationship with God on the move as I went, mm. as I washed the dishes, as I switched the laundry and drove the kids to, you know, soccer or whatever it was. And so when you have less stuff in your way, you have more time for what truly matters. And that can be your faith. It can be your marriage. It can be your relationships, your parenting. Like I have mental white space, just like I have more physical white space. And I can think, I can process, I can, I notice things like hmm, that seemed like my daughter had kind of an attitude and it was super subtle, but I saw it and I think I need to like make a note to make sure I sit at the end of her bed a little longer tonight at bedtime Mm -hmm. and like just connect with her. And Lindsay, like there was no way I would have had that kind of mental noticing and then to remember to go and do that and like pour into my daughter and check in on her and see if we're good. There's just no way. It's too hard. It's too much. And so in the Bible, there's so many notes of 
like your things don't matter. Sit like let go. Yeah. Like focus on what yeah. matters. This is not where your treasure is. And like these subtle things. And and minimalism is really it's biblical and it's a beautiful way yeah. to live. And I think there's notes of that in scripture because we need that and it matters yeah. and it does create space for what we're really here for. Hmm. That's so good too, because, and I, I think especially when we have those moments that I'm in the little season and I have really had to be so intentional with not needing to put everything away. And a lot of it stems from your encouragement and getting rid of so much of the stuff that we had because there's less clothes to do. There's less dishes to do. There's just less and with that less, I've had the ability to focus so much more on the needs and play board games after dinner and do things that beforehand I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off because I'm trying to keep up with a business and home and just life in general. And it felt exhausting, but it's really fascinating how getting rid of a few things and having that space, like you said, allows for more time with your family, more time with your husband and just seeking, like waking up in the morning and not running off a massive list of to-dos, but spending time with God and just breathing a little bit. Right. And I think there's been seasons of my life that were very slow and I created this space. I figured out the minimalism thing and I started living it out. And I just had a really slow chunk of years of my life when my kids were really mm. little. And now I'm running a business. It's a very, very busy, fulfilling business. I love it, but yeah. it's a lot. My life is very full. Our kids are older. They have their little friends and things they want to do. They go to enrichment classes through our homeschool program a couple days a week. My littlest go school. But like if there's baseball, there's date night, there's things have increased and evolved and, and leveled up. So life now is just very full and very busy. And I cannot imagine dealing with all of this on top of my home and my schedule not being full of unnecessaries because the necessary is a lot already on its own. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allie. I highly encourage anyone listening to check out her podcast, The Purpose Show. It is so good and full of so much practical and encouraging wisdom that I know you guys will gain a lot from. Show Allie some love. Don't forget to share a screenshot, you guys, of this episode on Instagram and tag at lindsay.myestis and at Allie underscore that's me. Um, and Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find her as well. So on Living Easy, we are all about sharing the love and encouraging women in their lives and in their ventures. So let's continue to do this together. Thank you so much, Allie. It was so nice talking with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey guys, if you love the show, the best compliment you could ever give is to share the love. If you enjoyed this episode, take a quick screenshot to share on your stories or on Facebook and tag me, or you can simply text it to a friend or family member. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast or at lindsay.myestis. The more you share, the more of an opportunity we all have to bring a little bit of hope and joy to people around the world. So let's do it together. Thank you all so much for your support and for listening to Living Easy. You guys are the best ever. Have a great day.